0: Did you know the guy who did the, vo- the voice of Optimus Prime also did the voice of the Predator? What? The creature of the Predator in the movie. But he has an insane voice. Yeah. Yeah, he, he does that. Wow. Well, like those yeah. noises yeah. that he makes?
1: Yeah. yeah. Is, he said a word. Yeah, what the hell are you at the yeah. end?
2: Yeah. What the hell are what you? The hell
3: are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get to the chop up. <laughs> That's right. He also does the voice of Eeyore. So there's that.
3: <laughs>
0: <Come on. laughs> so the same guy who does a Predator and
1: Optimus Prime. does. Uh, yeah, all right. How much research did you do in random shit instead of a uh, research? Oh, I
0: just, I already knew that. <laughs> I just happened to know that. There's just some weird random facts I thought I'd
1: throw out there. <laughs> Peter Cullen is his name. I don't know. The one, the, I love the story about him. Pretty much he showed up to audition for the new set of movies. They walk in and he starts, you know, talking and they're like, oh my god, holy shit, you sound exactly like the old guy. Just like, well, <laughs> I am that guy. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of and they're, and they're like, they're you're hired! <laughs> god, I hope so. That's
2: bad.
3: When a form of music that our children like becomes linked with ghoulish
0: images and violent theatrics, it demands our attention. Hundreds of thousands of teenagers are locked onto so-called heavy metal music.
1: I grew up metal hip. I love 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 80s metal. Like Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be abrasive.
3: It's gonna be sickening. It's gonna be hard to listen to. It's gonna be aggressive. And it's gonna fucking kick in the fucking car of the pussy.
0: Well, gee, I wonder what we're talking about today. What is that? I don't, I don't know. That's awesome. I don't know who that I is. I never heard. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a pretty good band from California. Huh. I thought they're Australian. Are they new? They're totally. <clears throat> Sounds they're like friends with Angus Young and Roach Brian Johnson. Influence. They're five foot tall. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're Australian, in then yeah. I mean, what, it's AC/DC, pretty much. Is AC/DC? Are these guys short? Yeah, yeah. Because they're all really? Australian, they're short. No, I don't oh, think <laughs> I think there's some
0: big dudes from. Australia. I don't think there's a correlation there. Maybe they're in, but... <laughs> Well, they're uh-huh. from Australia, so they're short. How, how tall is Crocodile Dundee?
4: Oh my God, we went back. <laughs>
0: okay.
4: Was he's he in any in Trans- other <laughs> <laughs> Was he in Transformers? This yeah. episode is already going 80s, sideways. Right? <laughs> Wait,
1: isn't
0: Thor Australian? The guy who plays. Yes. The yeah. yeah. He's
2: probably not short. I don't
0: think no. he's short. No. No, no. You can't have a short guy playing Thor. He's pretty buff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey, welcome back to uh, Summertime Podcast. It's uh, It's been a little while. We took a little time off there, but we're back with episode 10. And uh, this week we'll be talking about a little album from a little band called Metallica. Um, they're released from 1988, uh, continuing our celebration of the 30th anniversary of those uh, of that year of the albums from that year I should say was that enter the Sandman
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no that was not enter the Sandman <laughs> so yeah that was uh, the 88 album Injustice for All um, so yeah got a lot to talk about on this episode uh, um, yeah a little think, bit yeah we're actually going to split this one into uh, to two episodes um, because part one will be our kind of take on justice and our you know our typical babble about uh these albums our stories related around them but part two we really want to get some listener interaction we want to hear what everyone out there has to say about the album about Metallica their experience their you know what uh what this album did for them or Metallica in general yeah good bad
1: everything in between yeah
2: this is a lot of people's gateway drug into Metallica. So. Exactly.
1: For me, this is where it all started. Yep. I yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I was getting, yeah, metal. I was getting into music. You know, my brother was, you know, getting into like Def Leppard and stuff like that. And then when we saw that one video, that was like, it all changed. I mean, that yeah, was that yeah, was yeah. It. Like, you saw that, and like, that's what music is. That's why isn't everyone else trying to do exactly that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> and they kind of. I mean, of let's were. face it. A lot of people tried. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's
0: start. um, I want to kind of start with some stats and facts about the album, and then we'll kind of give our our take, each individual, uh, on on what kind of what it means to us. Yeah. So uh, the album was released on August twenty fifth, nineteen eighty eight. So we're we're releasing this episode in correlation with that release date. So it's nearly exactly the thirtieth anniversary. It peaked at number six on the US charts and it actually stayed on the top 100 for 83 weeks in the US. That's pretty damn good. Pretty freaking good. Um, It sold over 5.3 million copies in the US alone. The album was certified eight times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America in 2003 for um, shipping 8 million copies in the US, making it Metallica's second best. Selling album in the country. Uh, it also peaked in the top five in Germany, Sweden, and the UK and remained on the UK charts for six weeks, which is kind of funny. like stayed on the US charts for 83 weeks, but the UK charts only for six weeks. That's, that's really that's weird. That is very strange. Well, I think it was.
4: Scandinavian be- charts.
0: <laughs> it probably just because this was, you know, they were touring the US like crazy. I don't know what they were, although they were touring Europe too. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah i don't know why it didn't i would start say the
2: they're probably bigger in europe than they are in america and
0: now yeah,
3: yeah.
0: yeah. Hmm. so that was interesting yeah that's bullshit <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with you europeans <laughs> Fucking <limeys. laughs> they have better taste in music <laughs> hmm.
2: maybe we should reconsider
4: have- our love for this album
2: <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> we're american we're it's fine yeah <laughs> we're american we don't care american <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some other facts that are just kind of obvious, but I threw, out, so I threw them out there. Um, this is the first um, album that featured a music video, the music video for One, which is kind of what Keith was talking about earlier. Yep. First album of original material to feature Jason Newstead, although we'll get into this later. Of but course. <laughs> is he really on the album? Is he, <laughs> can't really tell. He has, a, he has a riff on it. He does. <laughs> that he wrote. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. Yeah. Um, and then I found this funny quote about, uh, this is from Kirk, Kirk Hammett, um, about the length of the songs on this album. Um, he said that uh, touring behind it, we realized that the general consensus consensus was the songs were too fucking long. <laughs> one day after we, we played a show, um, oh, I'm sorry, one, one day after we played Justice, we got off the stage and one of us said, we're never fucking playing that song again. <laughs> <laughs> which they did later actually play it again. But. Yeah, they still do. It. But they edit it live now, don't they? They cut out like uh, the they, middle they, part. These days no. they do medleys, don't they? No,
2: no okay. I, think, I think they still play the they, whole thing. If they play it, they play uh, it, they play it they the They cut out
4: the end a little bit, like just like two measures. Yeah. I did, which I is? never understood that. Just two? Yeah, like it's yeah, what I, I, an eight-minute song, and you cut out ten, ten seconds. seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they yeah, did. Yeah. It's, well, that's what's
2: on the uh, the live Seattle. Okay, now I mean, right when they played it in like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, it was all the way through properly. You know, too fast, but it was <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's played too fast, but it was. <laughs> is uh, there such a thing? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, well, it's, it's their elegant, song with so. f- with fuel. There is. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs>
0: maybe the album was too slow. <laughs> now, who knows. Ask Lars, he's the one. That's pretty much the case every time, though. The, the, album, the album version's too slow because they play it way too fast. Yeah, yeah. Time. Well, they don't play many songs from this album live anymore. No. They, they occasionally still play Justice, but it's mostly One or Harvest of Sorrow. Yeah. Those are the two that I you don't hear. think
4: they played a lot live off that album when the album, when they were touring for it, did they? They played the um, first
2: four songs and they did the little To Live Us to Die bit. But consistently and they They or and didn't play Eye of the Beholder consistently. They did, they? yeah, absolutely. The whole, f- the whole first side was played, and then Harvesters played, and there was a little To Live us To Die thing that jo- that Jason did where um, James and Kirk walked right. out, and they did the little middle uh, harmonizing guitar part.
0: Right, right. Yeah.
2: But they, cool. did, they didn't play "Shortest Straw. They didn't play Freight Ends. They didn't play Dyer's Eve.
0: They didn't play Freight Ends until, like, what, five years ago, four years <sighs> Yeah, 2012. What, the whole song? Yeah, they played the whole song. Yeah, they, they
2: did a Metallica by request. and Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and... Uh, most of those set the lists, fans pick basically. Yeah, the audience was supposed to pick. Uh, most of those setlists were pretty boring, but um, it was like Helsinki or something. They yeah they did in Europe. Again, it was, it was all, yeah. So the Europe, the European crowds are smarter, I guess, and they pick. I
4: definitely have heard them play uh, freedoms of Sanity" at least up until the music the, like the yeah part. yeah yeah
0: yeah they would mess with it live, yeah. but they never played the whole thing all the way through until because it's, it's hard. Uh, yeah, so. it's hard. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eric and <laughs> I
4: Eric good.
2: and I played it on in, in our little uh fan club jam band. Yeah. I
0: bet that didn't go perfectly.
2: <laughs> it was no. better than you think, but I studied. It, my you know, ass it's off always great. A,
0: it's always goes it always goes fine until you get to that fucking middle part where the solo comes in. Yeah.
2: But I studied my oh. ass off on that and I was actually literally when I was playing the drums, I was counting. I was going one, two, three, four, and then one, two, and then one, <laughs> two, three, and then it was you know that weird i yeah, literally yeah, yeah. had to count to get it right and then when That's okay yeah i don't, I, yeah. I don't think count. yeah but i mean <laughs> i don't usually do that <laughs> it's more of a feel thing
0: you but, have to on that yeah I, you definitely have to yeah i was literally counting <laughs> I'm like this is boring <laughs> i don't like counting <laughs> well so um yeah I, I know this i don't want this to be like book club or something <laughs> it's okay but i i do want to hear because we all have different yeah takes and and, and you know we'll try um, to keep it concise i think maybe yeah yeah we'll be short book club but we all have stories around this album things that impacted us individually so
2: eric and i yours ours will overlap but i think they'll they'll branch off a bit
0: i have some stuff yeah that's i think different yeah
2: yeah yeah Yeah.
0: who wants to
4: start i don't know i got a question first was it your birthday yesterday keith yes oh yeah happy birthday happy birthday
2: happy birthday
1: (laughs) we're all so
4: in in light of that keith Hmm. maybe you go first all right well
1: i mean it you know, let's face it, when it comes to music and how we all got into stuff, I think our, our brothers, you know, our families really played a, a per- pretty pivotal role yep. in in all that. I mean, we got the Ford brothers, two of the hosts of the show. Um, for me, it was, uh, we were pretty much growing up, we always went down to uh, Wildwood, New Jersey. Uh, my Both my parents are from uh, Philly, so they had done that their whole lives, but we always, you know, went down there, and uh, we were down there for my brother's birthday Um And we went down to the boardwalk, and I walked over to one of those little, you know, uh, games. And I, you know, pretty much you put a quarter down on a little square, and if the number and color comes up, you get a prize. And I put a quarter down, and my my father saw me walk over there, and he walks up behind me, and, you know, they start spinning the wheel, and, you know, comes up, comes up, and boom, I got the number, but I didn't get the right color. So, Hmm. like, my my dad leans in, he's just like, you know the guy takes all the money and he's just like my dad leans and he's just like Wait, hey time out here my, my my son got the right thing what what happened here and of course you know I'm like oh god dad shut up <laughs> and i pull two more quarters out of my pocket and i you know set them down at two other places where i feel like i got a good sense as to what happened and they spin it again and my dad is still like going off on this you know god probably is like 16 17 year old kid and he's just like no you, you don't understand how to play the games so one way or another it's spending and spending <laughs> And, uh, boom, got it. And it was uh, the, pretty much the rewards were albums. Oh, cool. Oh, okay, And nice. I'm like, the guy's just like, all right. And, of course, you know, my dad was still like mid, like, hey, time out here, my so. Oh, wait, what? Uh, oh, <laughs> and one way or another, I'm just like, you know, he looks over, just like, what do you want? I'm like, Justice Metallica right there. Hand it to me. <laughs> and yeah. voila, you know, 75 cents, the least I ever spent – On any album, and uh, (laughs) one way or another, hand it to me, and we walked back to the rest of the family, and I uh, got to walk up to my brother, and hand it right into his hand, and say, Happy Birthday, Doug. Nice. uh, That was just, you know, 75 cents, probably the least I've ever spent on a birthday (laughs) present for my brother, but one of the most meaningful. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, awesome. That's some good return on
0: investment right there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So, did you get that album because of the the video for one, or did you...
1: uh I mean, that was, I mean, one was obviously the first introduction to it. Okay. A friend of ours down the street pretty much bought Justice, Kill 'Em All, and uh, Garage Days, and I, of course, you know, had dubbed copies, Yeah. you know, on Memorize. Fuck you, Lars. You know, <laughs> he doesn't mind but, dubbing copies. And then, uh, <laughs> well, well, one way or another, you know, I, I you know, one. The first time Fuck You, Lars was mentioned. Let's yeah. keep track of that. Yeah. <laughs> Number <laughs> <many times laughs> okay, one. Okay, everybody, everybody drink. Everyone drinks. Drink. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, cool. That was a good story. I like that.
4: When was the Grammys' performance? Uh,
2: oh, God. February 89? February? Yeah, February yeah. 89. That's yeah. the best okay. performance on the Grammys ever. Ever. Any band ever. That was They just destroyed that place. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was fucking
1: awesome. And then Jethro Tull won the award. So yeah.
4: <laughs> it's helping me with my intro to them because it was probably a month or less before that. I saw one, the video for one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was... I think I was at Paul Spitzenberger's house. Do you remember ah, him? Nice, yes, I remember. I think I saw it there. was a big Beastie and, Boys fan, and I was like, you know, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, that because that video, it if you watch it now, it, it, it's probably nothing special, right? I mean no videos it's have gotten pretty weird. No, it's the best video. I think it's the best video. Yeah, it's the best ever. Video ever
0: made. I think at the time it was the most inventive video yeah. that came out. Right,
2: well, that's what I I inventive.
4: mean, well, that's what I'm trying to put into context, like yeah. how special it was then because it was super weird. I feel like it, every video was uh, it was like live footage yeah. and then maybe I'm I'm trying I'm like comparing it to Guns and Roses or Motley Crue videos and they were yeah. not that different. This one was just them in the, you know, the like the warehouse somewhere, yeah. yeah. And just kind of headbanging along. And it had the, it was the weird cut. Yeah. The long, the, the long version. No, it <laughs> was that stupid middle ground version where oh. it was edited, but it was also with the footage in. But still, it worked for me because I I didn't know any better yeah. than that. And that, just that double bass part. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a machine gun. Iconic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, uh, like <laughs> no one, I'd never heard anything close to that. Yeah. Like, uh, it was just so powerful. And then, uh, Except you know, for a "State of Euphoria," sorry. Well, <laughs> but we talked about that yet. Yeah. yeah, we did. But um, so I, it was probably a month or less later that I saw them play on the Grammys that that performance, and that was that was it for me. I was like, "Fuck, yeah, yeah." Because mm-hmm. um, well, just seeing that they're doing it live too, I think. Yeah, I, you know, it, for for me, that's that's big. It's always been big. Yeah, and, uh, that from then on, it was like I got that album. Um, I got what ride the lightning, I think, and then it was it was Megadeth, and then it was it was just downhill from there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> open the floodgates, basically. Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: I was like, yeah. oh, you, this is how music can sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep, yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. I want this. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, I'll, I'll let you go, Tim.
2: Okay, I'll I'll try to keep it brief as much as
0: possible. <laughs> Best <laughs> I, of luck. I, I sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm gonna start my clock right now. Uh, yeah, you well,
4: better. <laughs> well, then, before you start, I yeah. mean, Keith, were you like, was that kind of your introduction to Metallica? Was that album? This, oh, this absolutely.
1: Song? Okay, yeah, I mean, that was that was. I would I would say, you know, we had started getting into metal. We were watching Headbangers Ball. Um, so it, 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 I definitely had, an, you know, my foot in the door, and mm-hmm. then this album. I mean, as as I relayed earlier, I mean, it changed everything for me. This was yeah. like. I I heard that, you know, Bill down the street, picked up a copy, and I mean, holy shit. I mean, another thing, like, you know, you listen to other bands, and their albums, you know, they'll have incredible tunes, and they'll have some mediocre tunes, and then they'll have some songs that suck. Yeah. (laughs) This album, I mean, I would say, like you know going down the list like shortest straw i guess is the worst song on mm, this album no. which <laughs> totally disagree I, yeah. I, well one way or another <laughs> like the worst song on this album would beat the shit out of like i mean and this yeah. isn't even Metallica's best album which is crazy to say but yeah, right. you know one way or another I, I mean, there it is just hit after hit i mean this thing never yeah. stops and it,
4: it oh i mean well that the reason i was asking cuz for you and me this was our first Metallica album in our first i think i'd heard metallica before but you know this i hadn't really been into them i was too young yeah right uh, and this was the you know for for me it was where where it all started so that's where keith and i are going to have a different perspective than you guys yeah, yeah. You, you knew this i'm sure you guys knew this was coming
2: yeah oh yeah oh, yeah.
4: yeah Yeah. of course so sorry
2: Tim. That, that's okay um so we got it well okay Eric and I were both Metallica fans. I started being a Metallica fan in '86, and of course, by extension, Eric was too because we lived together. Obviously, we're brothers, yeah. so we were waiting for this album to come out. What? <laughs> he was in the room over there. I was in this room here. You know, side there. Yeah, door, much. there's a door. There's a door there. You know, so. <laughs> Is that how
4: rooms work? <laughs> yeah, that's how rooms
2: <laughs> work, and families. You know, <laughs> that's how that all works. Um, so we were waiting for this album to come out. We knew it was coming out. There was there was an ad on the back of like every uh, metal magazine with the album cover, and then even uh, the Monsters of Rock tour, which was earlier that year. We I saw them in, in June of that year, in our at RFK, and so everyone knew it was called Injustice for All. We all knew when it was coming out. Um, we were just like waiting, and there's no internet. Yeah. We're just like God, come on, hurry up! <laughs> just couldn't wait, and um, our cousin-in-law, uh, just randomly visited one day and he, he was still works for a uh, distribution company for an entertainment distribution company and um, he had he's like hey I, I brought something for you guys and we're like okay yeah and he's like yeah, here's injustice for
0: all and we're like yeah oh. this is like uh what like five days before release no it was like two like weeks before it was released oh really yeah, oh, this was God. weeks
2: before <laughs> he's like wow. have, i have an advanced copy of injustice for all and we're like oh like, just like now, this is. Yeah. I'm we ran downstairs yeah, to your room I'm, and put yeah, it on, yeah, on. Oh like, oh yeah, because yeah. yeah. I, was, I was 16. So, when you're 16, everything is amped up to like the max. So, yeah, we ran downstairs and uh, put it on, and our jaw just was on the floor for an hour yeah. and an uh, hour and 20 minutes, however long this album is. And we had what pepperoni, Domino's, pepperoni pizza, right? Yep, yeah, yep. Pepperoni, <laughs> was it pepperoni <laughs> banana peppers, right? I think uh, maybe, I don't know, uh, definitely pepperoni and definitely Domino's.
0: Um, yes. Uh- <laughs> Just face was like, what the fuck? How do you even know that? Well, it was... That no. stuff, it, was like, it was
3: significant. It was significant. It was like...
2: I don't know. You're taking this all in and it's like this big moment, you know, because this was the first Metallica album that we got that was new. Like, right, we were yeah. already fans and now you're waiting. Like, before, when I got... Puppets was my introduction to Metallica and they were already established and everything, so it's kind of yeah. like, this is the first one where you're a fan and you're waiting and you can't wait. Right? Yeah, yeah. So huge deal it's massive yeah. and it didn't disappoint that was the other thing i'm like oh, i hope it's good it did not disappoint no front to back from blackened all the way to Dire eve you're like what the fuck and like the <laughs> double bass on yeah. Dire eve we're like oh my fucking god
3: <laughs> yeah what yeah. the
2: f- oh my god and like play it again play it again play yeah. the whole thing again yeah. and just flipping out and uh yeah this and so this was um well, this is August, I guess, when it came out. We got it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is my senior year of high school. So this is like the, you know, I've senior year high school to this point had sucked. I knew it was gonna suck.
3: <laughs>
2: and I mentioned that I thought I thought high school was gonna be good, and I realized the person who told myself that was myself. <laughs> when I had said people had told me that, I realized I was the one building that up because I thought, well, I'm gonna get over like being shy, and I'm gonna be, it's gonna be cool. No. Not at all. So, like, this album is uh has a lot of like uh it's anger, but it's the angry that things it's not how do I put this? It's angry at things that aren't in your control. Like in yeah. like in one, the guy gets blown up. He had no control over that. Now he's sad and he's pissed that he's right. blown to bits. Right. Shortest straw is it's McCarthyism and it's, you know, blacklisting of supposed communists, but at the same time, this is like this the character in the in the song is being sort of like in the situation he can't control and he's he's like this sucks and he's pissed right so the whole album has that theme and that's how I felt in high school I was like I had uh, I was super shy but it was not just shyness it was like full-blown social anxiety you know like just Mm -hmm. like people like oh he's just shy like no this is like full-bore social anxiety like uh, if you look up social anxiety versus shyness you'll see it's like it's a whole other thing you know, I've dealt with it over the years and stuff. I'm better than now than I was then. But when you're 15, 16, <laughs> it's like the worst thing in the world. You have like, the socks, and you have like braces. You have bad skin. You know, you have all this stuff, and you're like, man, this sucks. So this, Joe had mentioned about "Vulgar Display of Power" being his rock mm-hmm. on the Pantera episode we did. This was my rock, and Justice for All was like my rock. This was the place I went where I was like, this feels normal because Hetfield's lyrics were like he's pissed at these situations. Yeah. Like this is so perfect for what I'm feeling right now, so it was yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. just
2: super impactful. So, yeah. So the whole album means a lot to me because of that. There's nostalgia, um, but there's also like this emotion attached to it. That's right, a big right. deal for me. So, and that's not yeah. even getting into like the way that the the drumming influenced me and yeah. the, and the riffing and. Yeah, Field's vocals and the the all that bass tracks. Yeah, the, the bass guitar how great it is. Yeah. How the way the bass yeah. played with the drums yeah. was
0: fanta- Oh wait. Right.
2: Yeah. So it's like this whole perfect I mean I know it doesn't sound perfect but
4: um, it was uh, it's it was like Jason could have written an album but he had no control. Yeah, really. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So. <laughs> so sometimes it's my favorite Metallica album. sometimes. I know that the Puppets is the better album. Song wise, but sometimes I look at this and I go, "Man, Justice is my favorite." It just depends on kind of the, my, well, my that's, mood, you know, you know, your
0: emotional attachment and and the nostalgia piece to it, and when it came out, those are all those are all factors that play into yeah. people's favorite albums. So it's not surprising, yeah, you know. But it was so,
2: yeah, it was massive. And and in eighty eight, eighty nine, they were I they were know. the band, and people were. Super annoyed at how into him I was. They were really annoyed with me. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Because I were all I wore was like Metallica shirts, so I talked about was Metallica and there was like,
1: Do you know when James Hetfield takes a shit, dude? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know. <laughs>
2: fuck off. So <laughs> the morning I'd guess. But I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right.
1: I would assume. Yeah. So, maybe after his cup of coffee.
2: Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> uh, uh, th- kind of the way it was for me. Pretty much the first year I was into music, the I mean, when I actually started recording albums, you know, pretty much off of my friends, all I listened to was Metallica for the first yeah. year. So many of my middle school, like, you know, you were in your senior year of high school, I was in the eighth grade. Yeah. And I remember this one guy who had – I always – and, you know, Joe, you had one. Uh, I was always envious of the guys that had the, the, you know, the jean jackets with the back patches and yeah. all the patches oh, yeah. all yeah. over. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I, I wanted one of those so bad. But yeah. one guy, he had all these patches, and he'd always just lay into me like, you fucking asshole. All you listen to was Metallica. You know, wake up. There's other bands out there. And, you know, eventually, you know, I yeah. expanded. But uh, at the time, I mean – I mean, sh- I mean what's great for me was also the albums that we all got first were justice kill them all and um garage days uh so i i mean as much as you're right that that justice is it, like yeah, you know th- there are days when you could definitely lean over to that being i don't know I don't think I could ever say that that's better than puppets, but one way or another <laughs> but you could f- you could puppet, feel that way but I got to hear all that stuff. And then I think we, uh, somebody got Ride the Lightning. I, I Puppets was the last one I got into, I heard. Okay. And it's oh, okay. just like, like you know, let's face it. It's, you know, one of the first was Justice. And then I, the last one I got into was, was Puppets. And it was like, fuck, yes. <laughs> yeah. It was just like a crescendo. It's just like, you, you didn't think it could get better. Yeah. And oh, did it. <laughs>
2: yeah. But yeah. well, I almost thought it was interesting, too, that uh, they said James Hetfield grew up they, you know painfully shy. Like, when he was right. younger, and, and I think that... Comes out in the music. I think even even the riffs have that sound to it. Like he's, it's sort of angry at being sad. Even the riffs have that feel to him. That's that. mm. and definitely the lyrics. So I, I think he's always had that in his lyrics, and it definitely yeah. comes across. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this guy gets it. He he knows what this feels like. So yeah, yeah,
0: cool. Yeah. Well, I have two stories real quick. I won't make I won't take too much time. But um, for me. When this album came out i was learning guitar still at this point um uh, you still are (laughs) 13 yeah actually yeah you always are you're always learning instruments still um but i was i had just picked up a guitar like i i got a guitar for my 12th birthday and i didn't really start getting lessons until i was 13 so this was like right around the time i started learning guitar and you know i heard this album was blown away i didn't even bother trying to learn anything off of it because i was still learning but I learned From The Bell Tolls, and then I started learning other Metallica songs, and I, at some point, maybe like a few months after this album came out, I learned all of Master of on guitar, and I was so proud of myself. I'm like, oh, yes, I got all the rhythm parts. I didn't, le- <laughs> I wanted to be James Hetfield, so I didn't bother with the solos. I just want to know all the rhythm parts. I got to want to learn all that, right? So I got, I got that down. I'm like, yes, I know all that. Time to move on to justice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Just from the first song, like the rhythm riffs in Blackened are ridiculous, and the, the what's going on during the solo in that song, the, yeah. the the background, the like the rhythm riff during the solo in Blackened, uh, it's fucking weird. Yeah. It's some weird <laughs> shit. <laughs> Um, And yeah that entire album it's so many weird time signatures and just crazy crap, and I I think I eventually maybe Mostly learned it. Um, I know you know three of us were in a band and we 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 played all of injustice for all the song together And we were super proud of ourselves for doing that. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, but yeah, just I, I The riffage of this album is just insane as a guitar player. It's oh my god. It's amazing Um. So that's, that's my first story. Um, and the second story, you know, the first time I saw them live was on this tour, was on the Justice Tour. So um, the same cousin in law that uh, got us this album early got us tickets to see them Jeez. at uh, the Capitol Center. Twice. Twice, yeah. I'll, I'll, he, I think you and Steve went, right? Yeah, we also, he got us back, backstage passes yeah not me (laughs) not you not you Not that
3: concert.
0: (laughs) yeah so you saw him on the queen strike when queen strike was supporting him on the the first time they came around then the second time they came around i saw him and the cult was opening um and you know i had pretty damn good seats yeah like to the to the left like if you're looking at the stage i was to the left and but still um pretty close in the at the side of the stage but um i was blown away but um, this was the first time I ever got a contact high. All right? uh. So I'm just digging the show, watching it, not paying much attention. I'm kind of seeing in my peripheral there's some dude doing something weird with a cigarette, right? I'm like, mm. that's a weird-looking cigarette, right? You know, 13-year-old kid. I don't know any better, right? 14. I think it was maybe 14. Anyway, so I'm like, I keep looking over at him, and I think he saw me looking, you know, because I'm you know a curious kid. And he like takes a huge puff and just blows it right in my face. He's like, (laughs) "I'm like, it stinks. What is that?" You know, I'm like, "Oh god." About twenty minutes later, I'm like, "I don't feel so good." And uh, they were doing, they were playing Creeping Death at the time, and you know, in the middle of Creeping Death, there's the chanting. Yeah, die, die. I'm like going, (laughs) die. (laughs) <laughs> I puke all over the place from a fucking contact line. <laughs> so, and of course, my, I, I had seats. It was like Tim and Steve were up in a different section. Yeah, we were, and we so it was me and my cousin in law yeah. sitting together. He's like in his, you know, probably late 20s at the time. And he's sitting here with this 14 year old kid, not knowing what to do. Like, he didn't have any kids at the time. So he's like, I don't know what to do with this. This kid's puking next to me. Ah. So I sat down and I was like, ugh. And then I finally got over it and, and It's like, man, he really loves Metallica. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the concert so ends. happy. And the oh yeah. Concert ends and, and we and, and Tim Tim and I meet back up after the show and Tim was like, wasn't that awesome? And I go, I threw up. <laughs> That's
2: exactly what he said. I threw up.
0: <laughs> like the kid in Jurassic Park.
4: Yeah.
2: Exactly. The first thing he says. Not yes it was awesome or I love when they play Damage. I threw up. <laughs>
0: What? Well, that's okay, Tim. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, I was that kid. I just realized that's pretty funny. Yeah. It's confusing that his name's Tim. It is. Yeah. yeah. In Jurassic Park three, the kid's name was Eric. So yeah. just saying. Full circle. Full. Takes circle. A throw up? <laughs> <laughs> I probably at some point. I don't know. It wasn't in the movie, but he probably. Did. Well, that's what I meant.
2: <laughs> so we yes. Yeah, uh, because of our cousin law we got to meet Metallica. Uh, well, you did. Yeah, sorry, me and Steve, my brother Steve, <laughs> got to meet them on this tour. Um, we we told James we were because so, they had just lost the Jethro Tull in the Grammys. So we told him we were sorry. He's like, we got to play, man. That's the big deal. We got to play. Like it was, he said, it's a big <laughs> deal that they got to play to millions of people. He right. he wasn't wrong about that. No. Um, he's like that was that was the real win was that we got to play. I was like, yeah, you're, you're right. And then uh, yeah they were all super cool. And Lars was really, really cool. I was, he was uh, unbelievably cool. Like he was bullshit. No, he was like,
0: he came in last. He's always been cool with the fans. Yeah, he, I mean, every, I don't think I've heard a story where he's like a dick. Yeah. To I'm not, a fan. I'm
2: not saying that to like, you know, uh, overcompensate for his reputation for being a dick. I, he really was, he walked in last and he was like really adamant about making sure everyone got everything signed. He was like, did everyone get their stuff? Did you get your pictures? Did you get everything signed? Is everyone cool? And like, he signed everything you, you threw at him. He was like, "Yeah, I'll sign it." I'll sign it. And super cool. Yeah. And uh, Kirk was really quiet. And Jason Jason was pretty quiet too. But mm-hmm. Kirk was really quiet when when I met them. He didn't even fucking yeah, he show didn't up. show up. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> he was drinking wine, which is kind of weird when we met him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's not that weird.
0: <clears throat> I mean, not surprising. Yeah, coming from him.
2: Yeah, he's ahead of his time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you want to get into the Grammy performance a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I know we kind of covered it, but I mean, I just remember recording that on VHS and coming home from oh, school yeah. every day and watching that performance yeah. over and over and over and over yeah. again. <laughs> every day, every day. Yeah. And then, you know, you, just for comedic value, you had to watch the next part where they were, you know, they do the best metal category, which I think was first year of that category. Yeah, too. that was, it was the first it time it was, was ever there. And, yeah. yeah. You know, the, the the who were the other nominees? It was like...
2: Is Soundgarden, I don't even Soundgarden uh, was it really? Yeah, Soundgarden were in there. Soundgarden, ACDC dc um, of course, Jethro Tull because they won. Well, the yeah, I think Jane's Addiction
0: yeah. also. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I, think, Addiction. I think nothing's shocking.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and then Metallica, and then they they announce oh. the winner, and you hear like they're going to commercial, but you hear the audience going, "Boo!" Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. This booing. this audience was just introduced to arguably the best metal band ever, and. You know, and then they come out and go, and the winner is Jethro Tull, not yeah, the band just that like, just performed that kicked okay. everyone's ass. Not that band. This other band's from the '70s that you know, hasn't even that released now. It not even metal. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not
1: even metal. The only good. Why were they even nominated? Because I, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was one of those like, hey, we a should we should give this. Uh, I mean, I think they came out with an album, you know, but uh, it was. I don't know. I don't know if it, it wasn't. I mean, they won because I think pretty much the you know the the, the academy. Academy, whatever you want to call yeah. those fucking idiots, yeah. you know, or like, you know, staring at that list, like, we don't know. Okay, we can't give it to any of those people because yeah. that's not real music. Yeah, right. I uh, think exactly Jethro right. Tull. Yeah. Let's find somebody. I okay, think, Jethro Toll. Yeah, I think
2: you're right. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think well, they, right. to this day, they still do that. They look at they look at the list of bands and go, well, who has seniority? Who has you yeah. know? Who's been around the longest? Like they gave Slayer yeah. a, a, a Grammy recently. Grammys- I think it was just because they deserved it. Like they, they should have just given them a lifetime achievement award or something yeah. because I think the Grammys, Grammy they won wasn't even a great song, but anyway.
2: It's a fucking joke. That whole show is
0: stupid. It is. Yeah. yeah, it is. yeah.
2: yeah,
4: yeah. Yes. But I mean and
1: most awards, of them all are. Yeah.
2: Awards for art are all stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, it's just a total it's all it's, it should be called like best album sales. Because yeah. that's yeah, all pretty it is. Much, yeah. It's like, oh they won thirteen Grammys. Like, yeah, they sold a shitload of albums, so zippity do
0: and they have no and these days there's absolutely zero respect shown to the metal community. no I no. mean there's they don't even air that and there's no. still a category but they don't they don't air it that's not no. part of the do they have a rap metal category because that's what I'd be <laughs> <way>. <laughs> right Keith <Kay>? yep <laughs> Limp gets won 13 rap metal <laughs> every year they, they win. win every year <laughs> <laughs> except for the
4: one year Machine Head won it <laughs>
3: that's
4: <right>. <laughs> 99
0: <laughs> 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 fucked <laughs> up the streak oh Anyway, that's uh, you know. I don't know if you guys have more on the on the. Uh, well,
2: Grammys, I, but. the Grammys the best the best thing I think about the Grammys is that you could tell when they came out that Hetfield especially was a little bit shy. He was a little bit timid. You could tell he was a little bit like he, even his voice was a little bit shaky.
0: Yeah.
2: And they got to the heavy part, and he got he gets raging pissed. He is yeah. furious. He's just like, <laughs> and it's like oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole band is just as soon as that heavy part hits, they're just on fire. It is yeah. awesome. Yeah. To this day you can watch it. I, I haven't. Oh, holy shit. I haven't watched it in years. It's on you can watch it on YouTube. It's out there. Yeah, I just oh. I should have
4: watched before. Yeah, just yeah. just
2: watch when they listen to his voice. It's kinda it's kinda low, and you can tell he's a little bit like he's like, oh I think he says shit too, right? He does. He says cut this shit off from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so it's fantastic. Oh yes. my god. Yep. And that part when he says left me with life and hell, the way he says hell and his face is like, oh my god, yeah. I'm pissed. He's so pissed! <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. it's so awesome. Yep. <laughs>
0: And actually, the set was cool, too. I remember the, like, yeah. I know that probably wasn't their doing, but it was pretty cool that they had the, yeah, the it was little, kind of war scene. Yeah,
2: barbed wire and wood
0: yeah. broken. and.
2: Yeah, it was cool. Oil tanks
0: and stuff. Yeah, very cool. And there's a little bit of pyro.
5: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It worked out better than the Lady, Ga- Lady Gaga. Oh, a
5: little God. bit, yeah.
3: Oh,
0: God. <laughs> that was a disaster on Sony levels. Uh, it was. Just the fact his mic wasn't working, but uh, why is she even there? Wait, she's fucking dancing now oh, and, like, was shaking awful. her butt around to him Alex That does not work. I'm no. sorry. Don't do that. Uh, That's so annoying. Uh, Keith's being polite right now. Thank you. <laughs> I don't
1: actually know what you're talking about, but okay. better,
2: it's better you don't. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> never
1: happened. Yeah. <laughs> I would say delete that. <laughs> that's right.
3: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as, as much as we're talking
1: about the Grammys, let, let's face it. That was probably the last time I ever cared or watched them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, did they perform in '92? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they they, yeah they, I, I remember in that. Goldberg. Goldberg. They did Interstellar Man, of course, because Whoopi Goldberg tried to make a joke about him and Yeah, she was. Oh, that's right. It was, it was dumb.
2: But they put it on the year and a half in the Life of Metallica home video, and they made they made fun of it. They put Holier <laughs> than oh, thou yeah.
4: on top on <laughs> yeah, top of her
2: speech. <laughs> That's just right. perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, they came out. Of course, they won for Inner Sandman, and they the first thing Lars said when they won is, like, "I'd like to thank Jethro Tull for not releasing an album this year." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, didn't he say, "Without
4: whom, like talking about videos yeah. or MTV"? That was the MTV yeah. award, maybe. No, that was he said. He, uh, he said something about how we'd like to thank MTV and the record or the whoever without whom. This would all be a, this all would have happened anyway. That was awesome. I think that was
0: the
2: Grammys, yeah. 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 That's funny. That was awesome.
3: Um, Let's see.
2: I
6: think the first thing we gotta do is obviously, like you guys were expecting this, we gotta thank Jethro Tull for not putting out an album this year, right? (laughs)
5: And also, obviously, we gotta thank the Academy for uh, giving Jethro Tull the award in 1989. Read between the lines, know what I mean? (laughs) So um, I wanna thank the,
2: Oh, you guys figured it out. Huh? I want to thank the, um, all the guys up at Electra, obviously, Big Bob, Lisa, Sherry, all the rest of the people up there. Obviously, uh, our friends up at Q Prime. And um, I want to thank, this is very important, I want to thank all the radio stations and MTV, without whom, without whom,
6: all this was possible anyway. Whoa!
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, James is right, though. I mean, it. it you know, I'm sure... That was the first time anyone had seen Metallica. Uh, uh, a lot of people all over the mm-hmm. country and world, yeah. possibly. And the people in in the audience at the Grammys, I mean, yeah, there were probably some musicians out there that were like, "Whoa, who the fuck is this?" It's yeah, pretty damn good. I I do remember that because I, I, I'd heard, I'd seen the video.
4: I remember that there was like uh, you know coming up Metallica a live performance or whatever. So I I specifically stuck around to watch it. Right, like it was just on hmm. and on TV and yeah I, yeah because there were five or six but right, right? right. yeah that's we didn't right have a lot of
0: choices yeah now <laughs> um and you know that, back then well, that, that I, kind of I, was appointment television you know you did watch yeah. shows like that you know at least i did i don't know about you guys but i guess yeah. there i guess there was
4: i don't know there was more than five channels but I, i'm just wondering why we had regular tv
2: <laughs> it was probably just i guess that something. wasn't so weird back then no was it? it wasn't no. that's what you did it was like oh well that's on tonight i guess we'll watch that yeah. You, yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. The channel four, channel seven, channel nine, channel five, channel 20, Ch- channel 20, channel 26. Channel 20, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. UPS. Channel
4: 45 oh, yeah. with Benny Hill.
2: <laughs> I mean, that wasn't much. So, yeah. yeah. But I mean, oh, man, <laughs> yeah. so, I was shaking. I was so into it. I was like <laughs> nervous, like nervous energy. Like, mm-hmm. oh,
3: this is so awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you like like start
4: crying at the yeah. end. Eric probably threw up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: I did. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy on South Park. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm gross.
4: <laughs> so when I finally got the album, it was maybe a week after that. The the tape. Um, of course, I went to one and listened <clears throat> to that many many times. Yeah. yeah. And then I kind of like had to branch out, you know. After that, Cause oh, yeah. it was so, oh. it was just like so different than everything. I had to slowly start taking in the other songs. So it was probably like I just listened to the first side for two weeks. That's a lot to <laughs> <And> take <laughs> in.
2: got the whole. It is. Yeah. It's a lot of riffage. <laughs> it was a lot of rewinding. Yep. Yeah, we played that album. We we played it so much that the tape, you know, like you get a tape and it has the all the titles and stuff on the front. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Completely worn off. The tape was just this clear cassette with nothing on it. (laughs) It was just gone. (laughs) We
3: played it so much. (laughs) Yep.
2: And my my CD, like the you know the little jewel case. Usually you have to kind of pop it open. Mine, you Mm -hmm. can to this day you can tape it and just you just you can just flop it. It just the the case just flops open. Yeah. close because mm-hmm. I open and close I, it so many times. Yep. Does it just bounce around in there too because all the teeth are broken out? I, I, the think, the teeth are, I think the teeth are okay, but the case itself is just like yeah. totally, totally worn out. Well, I think if that Hopefully happened... You have the original CD still. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, he
4: I'm, still has a lot of them. I, I know. Oh yeah, you take care of your stuff very well. too I try to, yeah. <laughs> Meticulous. <laughs> I, I've probably bought that album I don't know, ten times in various formats. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Probably bought the CD three or four times, tapes oh, yeah. three or four. Well, you know, MP3s I bought. You, I think I have it on vinyl now. I'm not. Sh- I can't remember. I, I think I, I definitely
2: did. do.
0: And we're about to buy it again too because they're remastering it and re-releasing oh, as don't. a as a another kind of like they have done with Justice. I mean, with uh, the Master Puppets, puppets and uh, See, Red and, Lightning. And,
2: so. and that it's really telling to me that I'm the most excited about that re-release. Even mm-hmm. even more excited than puppets than I was about puppets. I'm really excited about Justice because I think. I don't know, just this was I think this is my favorite it, it, era of the band. If they put in some bass guitar, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. We're, we're actually gonna be able to hear it, the bass probably. I'd they're not surprised. though. they already sitting yeah, out if we yeah. got that. Wait, what?
0: They're not gonna They're not doing anything with the bass, no. They're not. Well fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> That's number two. Well, that was a fuck them, it wasn't fuck Lars, was, <laughs> I mean, fuck them. So we've got two fuck them so far on this episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's weird because for some reason they just like James has said, I don't I'm not changing I'm never gonna change the sound of the album. Like we could we could remaster it and maybe change the bass a little bit, I'm not doing that. It's it's the way it's is for a reason and that's the way it's gonna be forever basically. Which is weird to me. Like, why it's, not throw some bass in there? <laughs> yeah.
2: I think just put out okay, put out a remastered version, but up put out an alternate version as well that has bass on it. Right. I do why I mean, they wouldn't do that. I don't care if I it's mean, just like an MP three version or something, but just give us something
1: I, I mean, that's the one thing I don't get. If they're remastering it, why wouldn't? I mean, re, part of that would be to change levels.
2: Like, yeah, I yeah. guess because there's remixing and there's remastering, and I think mm. I think they're different.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've heard too.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: so. They're kind of stubborn. A little yeah. bit, yeah, a little bit. And James is really into like things being the way they are in the moment. He he doesn't seem to like
0: changing stuff right. like that. Right, right, right. It's 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 there. The way that's, it is for a reason. That's yeah. the way it was recorded, and that's the way it's going to stay. So, yeah. So,
2: yeah.
0: Well, let's okay. So, speaking of the bass, let's go ahead and move on to the production because <laughs> we've heard a lot of stories about why oh, there is yes. no bass guitar on this album. Even when yeah. we had Craig on from Forbidden, he had a story on why there's no bass guitar yeah. on this album. One it's
4: that we've heard before too, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it was a tone problem or something. Right. Yeah, the tone of the bass interfered with the tone of the guitar, and it was they were playing so tightly together that it it was drowning it. was it was they were interfering with each other. I think is what he said. Right. Yeah. Right. They, it, and Hetfield's guitar riffs were so layered. There's like multiple multiple layers of him playing that yeah. the bass. There was no room for the bass. I think is what he said.
0: So yeah, there's a there's uh, a I'm story not sure I found. I buy that one? <laughs> yeah. I, I, a couple of years ago, I came out. One of the I guess one of the mixers, a guy who mixed the album, Steve Thompson. I guess his name was uh yeah uh, yeah talks oh. about what james and lars said as they were recording or as they were mixing the album yeah <laughs> is that, i saw this on
6: youtube i think and he goes okay now the bass i said great part all right i want you to drop the bass level down in the mix where you barely audibly can hear it i thought it was a joke so i did that and then they said i right, drop it down another six to eight db i looked at headfield like this i said is this guy serious <laughs> And Headfield went like this. Okay. So when that happened, I said, I love this band, but their direction I'm not going to be happy with. Find somebody else to do this record. And at the time, Cliff Bernstein and Peter Mensch were managing the band. They talked us into staying with it and everything like that. And I'm saying to myself, why are you doing this? And I wish I would have mixed it the way I heard it, but here's the funny story. When Metallica got elected to the Rock and the Hall of Fame they flew us in so I'm hanging out with Lars and Lars comes up to me we did have bass in the record didn't we I couldn't believe he said that (laughs) he said something about his one his kids (laughs) and I says you're kidding me you're absolutely kidding me (laughs) I mean I have so much respect for that band you know I mean I just wish I could have mixed it the way I heard it that's all but you know it is what it is yeah yeah
0: yeah so, I mean, I who knows? I, I, I'm sure that if Cliff were still alive, it would have been a completely different story. Different, I'm sure different, Cliff would different have fought. album. Yeah, it would have been a different album too. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, they
4: wouldn't have purposely buried him. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And I think I, there was another story that Jason came out also, and he he was saying, um, I actually had a quote from him where you basically said, um, you know, the production of this album there was there was nobody there to work parts out with or discuss how. Uh, it was going to sound, you know, it was basically just record your bass and that was it. Um, yeah, so he he just knew about playing bass really fast at the time, like guitar. He didn't really know, you know, because he was only in in Flotsam for what like one album, and yeah. I don't think he was playing bass for more than like five years at the point when he joined Metallica, so you know, he was still kind of new to this all, so you know, yeah, he basically said it ended up being, um. What did he say? So it ended up with everything being the same frequency, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, so his bass and James' guitar were kind of battling for the same frequency. Yeah. Um, so. But, yeah. But yeah. yeah.
2: And he also didn't he say that when he recorded his parts there was nobody there. It was just kind of him in a room with the, with the riffs and yeah yeah. So like Lars wasn't there. James wasn't there to say anything to right maybe right.
4: say oh maybe because if and you people watched, well, <clears throat> here's the thing though with this type, this thrash type of music like he did—he wasn't doing bass lines that were so completely with the guitar that he should have been drowned out yeah it's completely on the uh, preference of the mix you know the mixer or in this case Lars telling the guy to
2: turn it down yeah because you can hear bass on those couple of songs you find on YouTube like you can hear one and I think I think Blackened is out there too where somebody used I guess Guitar Hero and pulled the bass up and you can hear he's doing he's not playing along to the riffs exactly no him. and and if the and I had the bass uh, tablature
4: books, which I, I mm-hmm. supposedly there's, they get the tracks when they trans- transcribe those. But I don't know if that's true or not, yeah. but um, as far as I can tell, like I, I go to Blackened. He's got a he's doing not the same thing as the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're muting, he's hitting a an open right bass. Is that on the heavy part? string? Anything? No, the, that fast intro. Okay, riff. the main riff. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, and um, you should be able to hear it. And I know from when, like, i I probably played, I probably learned most of that album on bass mm-hmm. at some point. You know, yeah. not that I was good at it or anything, but I can tell he's not doing the same thing as a guitar all the time, according to the How Leonard transcription Facebook. Right. Right. Um. Uh, and then also recently, I got the book for Garage Days or, uh, Revisited, or a Revisited. And I mean, Je- I have to give him some credit. He does some cool stuff on the bass. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. He's very definitely, and
0: you can hear him too. Yeah, yeah. On that, you can on hear the really weight. Well. The weight is so much fun to play on bass because I, I had to learn that song for that that same. Metallica tribute band thing that Tim and I do sometimes and that's a super fun song to play on bass and he does really cool stuff on that song Yeah, he does he's got really aggressive
4: he follows the drums he's really aggressive with his his style Yeah. yeah So I don't totally buy the frequency thing or that it's no. matching the guitars too
2: much. Um, I just think they turned them down. Yeah, and you know? yeah. plus the album just sounds... I mean, it sounds weird. It doesn't bother me because that's just the way it is, but it, it does sound odd. Yeah, I read, I read
0: something else about that where they said... Um, like, I don't remember who it was, but they were saying basically they didn't use any room mics and they were using a lot of mics that were like just... I guess you have mics that are kind of... Yeah, miking the entire your, room. Yeah. to get the kind of the, the amb- ambiance of the room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and they didn't use that on this album. They just used basically mics that were right up against the bass drum or there or whatever. So
2: that would make sense because they they wanted it to be really, really, really dry. And that's the word that I was going to say. Like,
0: it is. Yeah,
4: production is dry. Super dry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Even the
2: cymbals, yeah. they don't ring out. It's just it's just right. bam they're there and, the, and they're gone. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes that makes sense because yeah, if you don't have any ambience it's yep. gonna be super dry so
0: yeah i mean it's a little it's a, too bad in a sense because i mean it's still one it, of the best albums ever it, and it could have been even better had it been produced a little bit better you know what i mean like is, the guitar sound is good but it's mm-hmm. overall mixed in with everything else it doesn't sound great so
2: it's weird though because it doesn't i don't know it doesn't bother me in a weird way it's just that's just it's justice it's, yeah yeah. It's just that's justice. You put it on, you're like, okay, that's justice.
0: Probably because everything we didn't else, think about it.
4: else on it sounds good if they would just put bass in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. I mean, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, like if it came out today, you'd be like, what the fuck? But I mean, when it came out then, it was like, yeah. this is the new Metallica album. And it did, or like, I didn't go, I don't yeah. hear and bass. I didn't say that.
4: to be <laughs> To be kind of, I don't know fair is the word, but to if you look back at uh, the two albums before that, yeah. yeah the bass is mm-hmm. not very prominent on those at all either so they were not good at mixing bass even with Cliff Burton
0: well I think that's why they moved to you know people criticize them for getting Bob Rock but I think that's why they moved to him they listened to the albums oh, yeah. that he was producing and whether or not you like the band you can tell you know listen you can to hear what everyone's doing yeah listen yeah, to Dr. Good. it's not a I don't like that album but the sound, the sound is, is great yeah, yeah it's yeah. a great sounding album yeah, I like the album and also um what <laughs> 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 I like, you know. Hey Eric, like Motley this Motley episode just went sideways. sideways. Motley Crue was my favorite band before Metallica. They were <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but he was like eleven though, or
2: twelve.
3: Uh, yeah, so. I was twelve. So, yeah, what were, so.
0: Well, anything else on the production? I mean,
4: I, I don't know if it I guess not the production, but I I I mean, James really is screaming a lot on this album. Oh, it's, I, man, I mean I know that was the whole thing. Great.
0: I think this is the best <laughs> his voice ever sounded on an album. I think. I, I
4: don't know. It was just, I was listening to it the other day, and it was just really apparent. Like, man, he's fucking yeah, pissed. He I know is. he's he says he used to
2: just scream in key, but or yell in key, but well, this is I, it. Just really struck me. I think it's yeah. a little bit of the reaction of Cliff's death too. Yeah. they're still mourning that, and
0: they're pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think his voice has an evolution. You can like from you listen to Kill 'Em All. Clearly, he's just there's a lot of weird shouts and shit like that on an album and yeah kill them all yeah it
3: gets
0: (laughs) it's very metal yeah yeah. oh yeah and this was kind of the peak of his like you know serious like angry yeah yeah Yeah. well he started to kind of find his voice around this album too like i think his voice is really good in one also absolutely like the the the, um slower parts parts. yeah Yeah, his voice is actually very good yeah and i don't think he was ever really confident in his voice
2: Mm -mm. no they Um, wanted to hire john bush
0: yeah (laughs) But I think this is really? around, around this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah there's a whole story about that. Yeah. But I think around this time, he maybe started to gain a little confidence in his voice. Yeah. Um, I, but I, like I said earlier, I think his voice sounds the best. Like if you took isolated vocal tracks from this album.
2: Oh, man, it's fucking awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> it is pretty damn amazing. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> but I also, I've always liked
0: the bass drum sound on this record too. Because the bass yeah. drum hits you in the face. <laughs> Yeah, this was, uh, you, you listen to Puppets and then listen to this, and it's a drastic change with the bass oh, drum. Oh, yeah, bass drum. Like, like this was the first time you started to hear that yeah, wet, the, yeah. like, slappy bass drum sound. Yeah, yeah. it's
2: almost like they, I don't know if they invented it, but they definitely made that very popular. Yeah. And I remember, too, because the way Blacken starts with the snare hit, you're like, whoa, these drums. <laughs> and that's actually yeah. when, when Todd brought the tape to us, he was like, the drums on this sound funny. <laughs> that, was his c- funny. that was his comment. He was like, the drums sound a little weird on this. And we're like, I was like, I don't care. Give me the tape. Give me the Give me that.
1: <laughs> I mean, pretty much every drummer I knew after this album was just like, they all wanted Thomas sets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or heads whatever. What just pretty yeah. much like after this was just like, I, I mean, I, you know, being a bassist, I, you know, I ended up in the drum line for a couple of years, but yeah. still, I, kn- I didn't know too much about gear and anything but after this album came out, every drummer I knew was just Tama. Tama. Tama, yep. Tama, Tama. Tama Zildjian. <laughs> yep. Yes. You know,
2: just like, what's Pearl? No, 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 Tama. Uh, I was Tama Zildjian. Actually, I switched I switched later on, but yeah, uh, that was me. Yeah. Lars <laughs> does it. I want a white and black exactly. drum set. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Tama really appreciated uh, Lars yeah (laughs) they were yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i mean we've mentioned it before we thought because of this record we're like he's the best drummer on the planet no but at the time (laughs) at the time we were like oh my god because you know this was this was new
0: yeah yeah i mean i think he was definitely
1: influential though oh yeah like well I, i remember at that time pretty much every single like, I don't know, like, you know, uh, what were the magazines? Oh, Metal like Edge, Metal and, all Edge that. and Rip and all that. Every of those. single one of the, the yeah Drummer of the Year, every single t- one that I opened up, all of them were Rick Allen. <laughs> Rick <laughs> Allen? Yes. What? All yeah. He's doing it with doing one hand. Man.
2: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes, with f- a lot of triggers. That might as well be a Grammy. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Rick Allen.
3: Yep.
0: Well, I think I said earlier that the, the double bass in, in one was iconic only because I've heard so many drummers talk about how that was a huge influence. Oh, around. yeah. Yeah. Like that was, no one had really done double bass like that. And then that kind of, people took that and then they started multiplying it by 100. Like, watch how fast yeah. I can do it. Uh, yeah, it's gotten out of, yeah, it's out of control now. And uh, I will say, I think Charlie Benante was doing some crazy stuff that wasn't recognized yeah, as much. Yeah, absolutely. As at, the time, at the same time. Yeah. Charlie, um, Charlie at the time, especially, was
2: like the unsung hero. Oh yeah, of metal. Um, but like we said
4: on the Anthrax, when we we're talking about that album, yeah, yeah, it's the presentation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess exactly. Of this one. Yep, it fits so perfectly with the song. It's the the subject
2: matter. Yeah, Ex- yeah, exactly. It's it, like a gu- it's like a machine gun, and it yeah and yeah and it, it's perfect. The way they do it is perfect. I'm like that yeah, is yeah. if you're gonna do that that and and so many bands took that. Whole guitar following the bass drum thing and they've they to this day they it they've kind of ruined it. It's like mm-hmm. God damn it. Well you knock it off with that? Oh it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. god fucking damn it. It's so yeah. annoying. But when it's done it correctly, is. it's <laughs> awesome. But right. oh man, is it ever overused now?
0: It's way overused. And to this day you still hear rip offs of that song too. Oh yeah. Of uh of one that just that part in one. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I don't, we can talk about the. the uh, I, I do have some notes on the some of the songs and the writing credits and stuff like that that I wanted to get into. So we can move on to that if you want. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, Tim mentioned before that Jason has a writing credit on, on this album, and I actually didn't know. I noticed that he had a writing credit. I guess when the album came out on Blackened, but I yeah. didn't know the story behind that until recently. And um, It was actually a YouTube clip. I want to play for you guys real quick.
5: That's a very special time in my life this was when James and I were sp- first becoming friends. And he was someone I looked up to greatly before I joined the band. We all did, anybody in any other bands, even the guys in the bands around him, even Exodus and Violence and all the Bay Area bands, we all looked up to James, his special gifted person, still is. And so we were getting to be friends, and we'd stay over at each other's house, apartments. We'd take care of each other's animals when we went on vacations, and these kind of things got to be pals. And uh, we were in my one-bedroom apartment, had my little four-track task cam set up in the corner of the bedroom and we're jamming on our guitars and uh, just playing through some riffs and i played that 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 you know that blackened riff and he goes dude what is that because it was really pretty crazy the original thing is a very fast alternating thing man it's pretty tricky actually but the one that ended up on the record is pretty tricky too but the original one is really tricky and so he picked up on that and we recorded that bit and he goes let's build it to this and build it to this and it was just uh it was a moment, you know it was actually composing a song with James from Metallica, and he was approving my riffs and saying this is going to be a Metallica song.
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I think it's like, that's awesome. That is it's awesome like I mean, so the, the main riff, the first riff, yeah, yeah pretty much I didn't know yeah. that was
2: I didn't know that was his. yeah I thought it was the heavy riff.
0: No yeah, the main riff yeah yeah I didn't know that. Well, that makes sense for
4: the the bass is you know is different there. That's what I was talking about before. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a baseline that you should be able to hear.
0: I just love that that's kind of one of those, you know, you, like that stupid movie. Uh, what is it called, Rockstar, or whatever? Where Mark Wahlberg joins. Oh the, god! The yeah, yeah. But it's kind of it's one of those situations where, like, you know, this dude who just looked up to this band who was in another less successful metal band gets to go first of all play with his idols, and then he gets to write a fucking song. Yeah. With James mm. Hetfield. <laughs> that's insane. I mean, imagine that you were with them for less than two years and now you're writing a fucking song with the man it's, that's that's insane that's i love that story it's great that's awesome and it, yeah just i mean that song alone you hear that first song on yeah Justice, oh like, my
2: god shit. holy shit
0: yeah and it that, sets a it sets a tone like okay
4: we're in for some serious shit here oh, yeah. yeah
2: might be their best opening track ever
0: hmm. maybe mm, fight fire maybe do you back. mean like fitting the album or just just overall? A song know. overall. Mm. I mean front mm. to back it's I say Battery a little better.
2: But. I don't think I think Blackened is better than Battery.
0: I think I like
4: Blackened better too.
2: I I prefer mm. yeah. Blackened. Yeah. Wow. Now, fight Fire with Fire might be better but I don't I don't know. No, I like Blackened Blackened better, and better than fight mm. Fire. So I think Blackened mm. might might take it. Yeah. Yeah, probably does. Yeah. It's official. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks Jason.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not going song we, by song I mean, like okay. I'm a damn yeah it, I mean there is I can say something about unjust, the song Injustice for All I know where that main riff came from the, oh you da, do? Da, 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 okay. yeah that's actually because Lars was going <laughs> the drums going oh really du, du, <laughs> du, yeah <laughs> he was just doing that and James was like we could put a riff to that and then that's funny. Yeah, that's where that riff came from. Is large going?
0: That's also where the tambourine is.
2: Yes, yes.
0: We told that's a good story. We told that Did we tell that story? I don't know if we did. We should do it now. All right. Well, this so. I guess Tim and I heard that album and, and we we knew that what well, we could hear in the yes. background during that there's a tambourine going yeah. <laughs> you can't hear any fucking <laughs>
4: bass on the album but you can hear a tambourine right.
2: <laughs>
0: and, uh, make
2: sure the tambourine is nice and loud <laughs> That's important it was actually
0: Uh, so was it Eric? Eric, right? Eric from he wolf Eric Josephson, right? He was he was he was convinced I was in, on drugs. He was like, "There's no fucking tambourine in that song." So I um, I was like, "Well, whatever." I I think there is. You don't think there you is, whatever. like you would know if I was on drugs. Guys, throw up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's a very apparent. Yeah, so so we had the opportunity to meet them after the uh, on on the black album tour. Um, and the question I asked Lars when I met him was is there a tambourine in the song Injustice for All? And he looks at me, he's like, Very good ears, very good ears. Yes, we used blah 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 blah, whatever he said. I don't remember some sort of trigger or something. Yeah. But <laughs> he's like, Yes, there was a tambourine in that song. Like, yes. So I got to <laughs> shove it in Eric Josephson's face. <laughs> From the man himself. <laughs> <laughs> and then right after,
4: I was like, everybody is asking this guy. Fucking nerdy ass technical drum questions. (laughs) So I asked him what kind of gum he was chewing at that moment. (laughs) And it was juicy fruit. He
0: he knew. Juicy fruit, yeah. That's
4: right. The yellow shit.
0: I don't know, man. The yellow shit. (laughs) Obviously, Obviously the yellow shit. Obviously.
4: obviously. He could have been a hockey player.
0: (laughs) Obviously. Obviously. So I had some uh, interesting notes on the song To Live Is to Die. Yes, um, that What's I pulled from Cliff the Burton. Wikipedias. Yeah, that's the first thing I was going to mention was it's kind of a it's kind of a Metallica's like, tribute to Cliff Burton. Um, the the stuff I pulled from Wikipedia basically says that uh, it contains a few spoken lyrics near the end of the song that were written by a German poet Paul uh, Gerhardt and popularized in the 1981 film Excalibur. I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know, know. that. But it says the song was written as a tribute to Cliff Burton the um, and the music in the song consists of riffs Burton had written that had not been incorporated into any songs prior to his death. So I, I knew that he had wrote or he had he had helped write some riffs in that song. I didn't know how they incorporated them, but I guess it's just stuff that stuff that he was working on before his death, and they must have compiled those riffs and put a song together with them. I guess yeah. I
4: don't yeah. know. Well, he should have been compiling more than that because there's only about three riffs of that song. Yeah, <laughs> it's a ten minute song. Isn't, there a long a, fucking song.
2: isn't there a mandolin in that song? Is it? I think
1: so. Yeah, it's got to be mandolin, right? And tambourine. So um, <laughs> oh, the song breakdown? starts
4: off with a really cool the you know, the guitar. Yeah, the acoustic, the acoustic guitar. guitar yeah. yeah, and uh, I was I was just listening to it. I think two days ago. And I'm thinking Lars really could not. You do dynamics back then. Mm, at no, all. he still can't. It was all <laughs> as hard as I can because it's not it doesn't
2: fit that yeah. part at watch all. Uh, nothing else matters live if you want to see non-dynamics because <laughs>
4: <laughs> because then he comes it, it does that part and then it comes in with the, the big heavy snare yeah. I'm like well that's what you were just playing anyway yeah, he's not
2: yeah. he's not <laughs> a <Yeah>. dynamics guy <laughs> he's a boom yeah. yeah james calls him bombastic <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> that's him. <laughs> okay. the <bombastic>. That's right. <laughs> uh, you uh, mentioned it's a long. It's, it's a long song. It was actually their longest song released up to that point when this album came out. So
4: by two seconds, it's two seconds
0: longer than Justice for All.
4: Yeah, but and I'm looking at the times
2: right
0: now. Yeah. So now I think Suicide and Redemption from Death Magnetic is now their longest song, which is nine minutes fifty eight seconds. Okay. So
2: what about the um, uh, unencumbered by CD Limitations version of Outlaw Torn. (laughs) Yeah, what about that one? (laughs) I think it's... I don't think it's... Does it count because it's not actually on the
3: album?
4: (laughs) I mean, it's a technicality because it has to cut off for the album.
2: Yeah, they they faded it out, but there's actually a version that
0: properly ends. Oh, you're right. Okay, so the Outlaw Torn from Load, the uh, original recording is 10 minutes, 48 seconds. Ooh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) But <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the album? That's the album version? No, that's, that's No, the album version is nine minutes forty eight seconds. So it's the same cool. as so
4: it's No, it's one second less. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's still but I mean, to live is to die is boring.
3: Yeah. No. no way! I
4: love that song, especially the middle. What about the, what about the middle? No, no, it, it starts off really good, yeah. and then they go into that riff for forever. Yeah, yeah that I riff mean, goes on for a little too long. And but, then the yeah. middle is good again. Great! Oh my god, the middle is—it gives me
0: chills every time so kind of so that comes in. Oh my god!
4: There's there's two middle. There's a slow middle part, and then it gets a little bit. It picks up a little after that, right? And then, and then it goes back into the first riff, but little. F- the drums I think are like double time, right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. And but it's still the same riff as the beginning.
2: Yeah, it does. I don't know. It, it does. It, that, that, it's too much of that. I think it's a little too long. But I mean,
4: it's it does not have the coolness of the two previous instrumental songs that they did. I uh, like it better than Cthulhu. No, I don't at all. I think I do. I, too. Think, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think cthulhu has
0: got such
4: awesome bass stuff. Yeah, that, that's true. Maybe I'm maybe matched. that's
0: why. But I, I just that middle part. Yeah, just middle part. I don't care about the rest of the song. That, that from the like four minute section oh, all the way to the end. It just Maybe they could have cut it back and had it that short, but I don't. It, it's
1: fuck.
4: It's and that so slow good. stuff
0: Oh my god, chills yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah, I, I, I agree completely
4: with that. I just think yeah. that the the first part of that that riff that's over and over. Yeah, it's too, it's too much. Um, I actually took music theory in high school. Yeah, and for our final, we had to pick a piece of music and trans it Mm -hmm. to different instruments of what people played in the class and I picked that middle part Hmm, Cool. and I like had to for whatever reason I'm sure Keith knows this but for whatever reason like clarinets they play completely different notes from what are written you have to like change it so many it's transposing right? Yeah yeah so you have to put them into totally different notes that don't make like like as a guitar player you're like why do I have to do it? Why don't you just play the right notes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I yeah, don't know I what you're
1: talking about. I, I was a clarinetist.
4: Because it's got something to do with the, the key that you're playing the song in, I guess, and you have to actually, you're actually writing different notes up and down the scale for the different instruments. All right. Hm. I, I didn't, it took for, fucking forever to do. <laughs> One, I think, I think it was actually the clarinets. I screwed up theirs. So when they're playing the song for the final, like, it was it sounded shitty and I'm like oh and I'm looking at the notes and I'm like okay clarinets stop playing and then they played everyone else played and I was like okay cool it sounds awesome <laughs> but it, it actually it actually sounded good with the band that, that, that I mean, would be that's cool to awesome. hear yeah.
2: yeah I wish it was recorded
4: yeah we didn't have like cell phones and shit like yeah, that yeah, yeah. that'd be really cool to hear I should it have
2: recorded it somehow.
0: Yeah. the other thing I didn't know about this song was uh, James plays a guitar solo in the so part.
2: yeah that's on the the liner notes
0: I didn't know that. yeah, nope. um, yeah I, didn't, I didn't. It's not out of the question. I mean, he did a guitar solo on "National Publix" too.
2: I have the liner notes. Here. <laughs> I have them. This is piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man. Um
3: You were saying um, that earlier. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, is that the original vinyl? This is the original. Yeah, this is the original vinyl. So I don't.
4: Well, so overall, for "To Live Is to Die," I don't want to. I don't want to give it a negative i don't have a negative impression of it i just i don't think it lives up to their other instrumentals right right yeah, yeah. do you yeah, think it's the, 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 the worst it. song
0: on the album uh i do okay yeah hmm. i found it by the I way. i would i would say i can't really name a worse song on the album I, they're all so good but well that one's got i mean it's it's an instrumental they tend to be yeah you
4: know, i don't I, I don't tend to like them as much anyway
3: yeah so
0: um i might say i have to be holder but i think really?
4: um Oh no,
1: I don't agree. Oh, that. no, that's an incredible too. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, the the that's one thing you can't. Can you really? I, I'm, like, I'm not yeah. saying it's
4: a
0: bad song. It's just
4: hard <clears> to <throat> pick. Keith got a yeah. Line. Like didn't James? Like the, wasn't Wasn't that one of the songs he was most proud of the lyrics for? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it was so. Was that and Disposable Heroes? I think. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, I listened to the second half of the album the other day.
0: I've been listening to this album like crazy the last yeah. couple weeks. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, and it's. Short of Straw I really oh like oh my that god that song is <laughs> I mean, and I think I think that is my one of my favorite Kirk came at solos oh yeah and yeah
2: and the way they do that where it cuts yeah. out and comes back yeah. yeah oh yeah brilliant Kirk Kirk is technically really sound but a lot of his solos don't stick with me hmm. yep Aw, that's, that's one really
4: that, yeah
2: yeah huh. I thought that was one of his strengths yeah me too
4: Uh I don't. I don't know. Like, uh, who's? What's an Um Who's another guitar player? I like, well, I know you, you're gonna hate this, but like Slash, you kind of remember his solos, yeah, you do. even though he's sloppy. Yeah. Or,
0: or like a Jimmy Page, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But what about the solo? What about the solo at one? The end of one. Oh yeah. You don't remember that? There's solo? so many solos
2: he has that are mm-hmm. almost iconic.
4: No, no. I, I, I. Again, it sounds like I'm being. Too hard on him <laughs> I'm just saying for me like shortest straw r- is one that I really appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Um I've always I, it fits perfectly with the song even actually in Dyer's Eve too I, I like that so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Um the drumming and sort of trying straw. to think what's uh what's the one on the thing that should not be that's, oh, thing his, not be? Yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah. my favorite solo by him great solo and it's not it's not really Super flashy. No, it's a lot of whammy you know. bar and oh
0: well. Yeah, my favorite, I think, is my friend of misery, and it's oh, that's good too. Because yeah. he uses like there's a, a really cool harmonic thing he does, but then just the solo. It's like even the whammy. I mean, the, the wah stuff he does. I know that he's like people criticize him for overusing his wah pedal, but I don't care. It's that solo is I like amazing. It. Yeah, yeah it's great. So and the the solo in Fixer too is oh, fucking yeah. incredible, it's great solo. And Outlaw Torn, too. Yeah. That solo. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, he's... I mean, you know... Again, I, I don't think... I mentioned this on a previous podcast. He's not as technically a good guitar player as, say, like Mustaine or something, or someone who's, you know... Steve thousand, Vai. Yeah, someone like that, like a Steve Vai or Ingvian Olmstein or something. But uh, I love the melodies he creates and the stuff that he does with his guitar. Kind of like what Dimebag did with his guitar. He, yeah. He, he, he takes... The song that he's given and he creates a melodic solo around it whereas a lot of other guitar players just go just as fast as they can and you know yeah I'm not into that as much
2: yeah he builds off of the riff and then kind of branches off yeah exactly. like, the riff. I like, I like um, disposable,
0: disposable, disposable heroes is a really good example yeah. Of that. yeah the solo and disposable heroes really plays on the rhythm yeah well, yeah so, I've always liked that but
4: I, you don't think he's as technically good as who I mean I thought I think he's very he, he like, is I would example. he I he like, is but I don't think he's
1: but... top of the line like you know Joe Satriani no, or something like that. No yeah.
4: no but but who listens to that guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He yeah. took
1: lessons from him. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: yeah. I don't care about that. Who's richer? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh Kirk
1: by far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh Lady Gaga <laughs>
2: <laughs> probably.
0: Her solos are awesome. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> oh those liner notes by the way are uh all lyrics by Hetfield except televisa die by Burton this is funny all arrangements by Hetfield Ulrich. all harmony melody and acoustic guitars on all songs and the second solo in televisa die by Hetfield it's that's it's funny, funny that it's all like,
0: guitars like
2: yeah basically everything that's you hear that's guitar that's not a guitar solo is James Hetfield <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's something else Craig was talking about too right yeah the fact that yeah yeah when they recorded just yeah, it's just Hetfield. Just one guitar. Yeah, yeah, layered. Right.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, I think they still do record that way. I don't uh, think Kurt imp- records any he was rhythms. Implying they weren't now, right?
4: What's that? So wasn't he implying that that now it's both of them playing rhythm? I, I think rhythm? it is.
2: I, oh, I know what for sure on Load. It's, I think it's like the left is Hetfield and the right is Hammett. Oh, way back on Load, yeah. Even? That was a big thing about Load was that they decided not to do the only Hetfield doing rhythm that they let mm. they let Hammett and Hetfield do rhythms so uh, yeah I don't know but I think I will say I think Black Album is just Hetfield but I think one load it, it changed
0: yeah I think so yeah I think you're right about that yeah. I don't know if what they do now I don't know if they record it the same way now. Yeah, I'm not sure I will say it's pretty impressive that Kirk can keep up with James <laughs> <laughs> some of those riffs that James writes are pretty damn weird and a lot of solos players a lot of solo players don't I don't know maybe, maybe it's just me but they don't have the riffing it's like the thing that Craig was talking yeah, about. Yeah, you like either the, have this the riff. hand and then they have the solo hand. Yeah, it's one or the it's other. It's pretty impressive that Kirk can keep up with all those yeah, amazing riffs. Yeah,
2: And he writes some good riffs too. I mean, he wrote some of the more iconic He, he wrote, wrote, wrote Sam, man. Yeah. He wrote Yeah. He wrote the uh, die, die, die part of Creeping Death. That's an Exodus riff.
0: No, that's right. Yeah. yeah I remember that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's an old Exodus
2: riff.
4: How do you feel about uh, Harvest, Harvester of Sorrow? How do you feel about that song?
0: I love it. Yeah, it's great. It's a great song. Wow. That's it's it's interesting that song. I feel like that was kind of that's. I think it's the shortest song on the album, right? Yeah. It's almost yeah, the most, quote unquote, mainstream. No, Dire's Eve technically is short. Is it? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's it's it, it's almost the most kind of mainstream on the album because yeah. it's yeah. it's kind of your typical verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus type song. Whereas the rest of the album is pretty. All over the place, a, as far as the songwriting goes. Time time changes. and yeah. yeah it's yeah, kind yeah. of a precursor it's to some, the Black Album. It kind of is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, really
4: heavy, like dark, yeah, disturbing lyrics. Yeah, you a asked little bit. Lars about that, right? I did, yeah, yeah.
2: I was, I was, I asked him. I said, "What are the lyrics to Harvest of Sorrow all about?" And he's like, "Oh, it's well, it's this guy who's this normal everyday Joe, right?" <laughs> and then he. Ends up getting into drugs and alcohol, and basically murders his whole family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> didn't he say follow the bouncing ball?
2: Uh, yeah, I think yeah,
0: something like that. Because you know those old videos where like the bouncing yeah. ball shows lyrics. Oh, the yeah. lyrics. Like, dun, dun, dun. I think even yeah, that's my take on that. Anyway, he did
2: even he I remember there was uh, I think it was in Rip or Metal Edge. And they they asked him to use like one word to describe all the songs, so like one word just sort of, and then the word he used for Hover So Sorrow was
0: bounce this <laughs> is a very yeah head, it's like head nod riff yeah
4: it fits in there the least yeah
0: yeah definitely yeah yeah,
4: yeah. Okay. it's a
0: fun song to play though that's
4: yeah it's probably the easiest one on the album
2: yeah
0: yeah right. definitely <laughs> that, that's, I think we <laughs> we covered that didn't we for a little bit yeah is that, is that the first
2: song you learned from this Eric Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not surprised.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I love how, going back to "To Live Us to Die," but I love how "Dyers Eve" comes in. Yeah. 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 At the end of "To Live Us to Die," oh it's like just god. like enough of this. Yeah. shit, yeah. Here we yeah. go. Oh my god. Yeah, that it goes back to that acoustic intro and then oh. da da da, 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 da. Oh. Like, yes. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that when I went back and listened to it this time really? and I was I mean I you know yeah I wasn't like oh my gosh what is that but uh, you know it, it caught me off guard a little bit this time just because I, I even like how the
2: album ends too We're just like it's over
0: yep <laughs> well
4: do you want to talk about Diaries Eve or do you want to talk? Oh, yeah I, I want to talk about Freight Ends of Sanity we didn't really oh, go yeah, in okay. we're yeah kind of jumping around yeah. are we
3: yeah
2: yeah
4: it's okay it's fine well let me say this about Freight Ends of Sanity I um, I love the chorus of "Freedom's and Obscenity." It's like the catchiest chorus they'd ever written up to that point. I think. Oh, really? Think about how the think about the guitar behind. It. He's not really singing it, catchy, but the guitar it's just kind of uh, well, it's probably like half notes, you know. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I always liked it. it. Was very. I think it's a very melodic, but still heavy chorus. Uh, Mm-hmm. And plus the 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 verse riff is cool. How they do that—that that is a weird riff. Yeah. They do that. I don't even know what it's called, but uh, it's not just fifths, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Freedom's insanity I always I always loved that chorus.
0: Yeah, it is great, and and that's that was my favorite Metallica song for the longest time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it, it was it was always at the top of my list for songs off that album and for a while it was my favorite song of theirs ever um, the middle of that song I think I mentioned earlier when the solo comes in yeah it's just so weird it's super weird this is another one of those instances you know you, I mentioned Blackened earlier and in the, in the rhythm part during the solo and listen to the rhythm guitar it's, and the rhythm I would say bass but you yeah. know uh, <laughs> during the, the solo so it's apparently it's exactly wacky. the same as the guitar <laughs> 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 You know, Joe, Joe. you mentioned earlier the the, the tablature books you yep. would get, and I, I meant to bring this up during um, uh, the Blacken discussion, but I think that they got a lot of that stuff wrong. In the guitar, books. I, I remember yeah, you,
4: you pointing some of that stuff out. Basic, you can never. Yeah. know,
0: but I mean, yeah,
4: yeah. It's not, it's not right, official,
2: but, I don't think.
0: But yeah, like the riff in. I remember the friend and the Sandy learning. this, trying to learn it from the book. Going, this is not at all. It doesn't sound like that at all. Yeah. Like if I listen to the album and then I try to play what they're showing me to play, it's not. It's not that. Same with Black and the riff, the main riff, the <laughs> turnaround on that. The <tolerance> they had it going like a walk up the neck, where it was like. <coming>
3: <that laughs>
0: what? Well, that is not, oh, what are you doing? That's not yeah. what it sounds like. I don't think so. those are like official,
2: you know. I know, I would love, to s- I know
4: something. that the turnaround that you are just talking about on the black end is different yeah. on the bass book than it is the guitar book.
0: And the bass one sounds hmm. more,
4: I mean, the bass one sounds correct to me.
0: Yeah, they're probably right on the bass and wrong on guitar because it did not, it was not right. I know that. Yeah. Did we mention the Wizard of Oz thing with freight ends? Oh, yeah. Oh, no.
2: Yeah.
1: We knew immediately, right? Oh yeah, yeah. you know this, yeah. Keith? Yeah, yeah. I know I've heard this story before. Uh, you you know the <laughs> the opening
0: the opening part of Fredens. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the monkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was like <laughs> <laughs> not the band. No. <laughs> like that that could have gone really it's really. Weird uh,
2: that could have gone horribly awry if they had done that wrong.
0: It's interesting that they don't they don't bring that part back in the song no it's just it's, it's just, just an intro piece and then it yeah. never comes back again
2: and there's no there's no mention of it in the liner notes at all like they, ne- they never say thanks to right. L- well, Wizard, Wizard of Oz was for it was letting us steal but that. it's clearly
0: from that oh yeah mm-hmm. I mean that's what it is it's yeah. the flying monkeys and you, it makes you wonder how long did James want to incorporate that into a song oh yeah like the, yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know
0: he was he like, must
1: fuck yes we're doing it
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cause he must have heard that when he was younger and gone that would make an awesome yeah like we could make that heavy yeah let's make that heavy yeah. yeah
2: yeah i think i think that song is about social anxiety and i think because he mentions uh well the lyrics are very much they they feel like that and also i think that uh i think the unnamed feeling from san anger is also about so- social anxiety and he even says the unnamed feeling in Bradians of sanity in the lyrics for of sanity. Oh, okay yeah.
0: they do that often actually they bring it like um uh and Freight of insanity, struggle within. Yeah, he says struggle, struggle within, within, which is you know, used that the album. last song. Yeah, Blackout Man. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he. I remember. I think it's on the Year and a Half in Life of. He mentioned, um, writing lyrics, and he was talking about. He's like, yeah, struggle within. That was a, a song that's been kicking around for a while. Yeah. So he's you know I think he's always, thinking of song titles and. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I like that. I like when they, take a little piece and put it into something else and. Branch it off. And
1: yeah, yeah. It's really cool when they do that. <laughs> like The Unforgiven and The Unforgiven 2. Well, that's a little on the number three. But <laughs> oh, jeez. There's a three.
2: There is an Unforgiven 3. It's it's really good, actually. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like Unnamed Feeling is almost like a sequel to Freight Ends in a weird way.
0: Yeah. It's. I always thought Freight Ends was just like, cause he meant, maybe just because he mentions depression, that it was about depression.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think it's all those kind of like just negative, you know, feelings. Yeah. Negative, yeah. Uh, just anxiety or depression or. Yeah, I think it's all that. Just all kind of. I just thought old
0: habits reappear, fighting the fear of fear. I thought that was more like depression. Yeah. And, you know, because depression can come and go. Yeah. You know, people that suffer from depression, that they're not always depressed. Yeah. They can come back and. Old habits reappear. Yeah, fighting the you know fighting this. And yeah, that. but yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, it could be social anxiety too. Yeah. for sure.
2: I know he suffered. I know for sure he had to suffer from that. Whether it was called that back then, they didn't know about that until mm-hmm. more recent Ten years ago. Yeah, it's you know. more of a recent yeah, yeah, yeah. thing because they just thought, well, he that person's just shy. And it's like, no, nah, it's not yeah, right. that. This is something else where you're overthinking everything, you're overanalyzing right. everything to the point where you're you right. won't even talk. And you're just like right. the, the solution to to not having this, this situation happen is to not say anything at all.
5: That's yeah, different than yeah.
2: shy. This is like mm-hmm. something else. Yeah, so I think he, I think yeah. he dealt with that too. So, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, Dyer's Eve. Yeah. I think the first time we heard that song, it was. <laughs> oh my it god. They picked my
2: jaw up off the floor because <laughs> I don't
4: I don't know yeah. why I don't listen to the song more often. Yeah. Every time I <laughs> listen to it, I'm like pumped. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking yeah. great.
2: Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because. I can't even ridiculous. imagine.
4: Yeah. Imagine if you really didn't
2: like your parents
4: and you listened to this. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That was really, that's maybe
2: the only downside is like I can't relate to it as much as I'd like to. Because <laughs> I'm like, I yeah. like my mom and dad. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and of course, you know, when you're 13, 14, whatever, and you hear him curse on an album. Yeah, I've mean, yeah, no. going that fucking long. Yes. <laughs> that's the way he says
4: it again, it's the presentation, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. It's yeah.
4: really, it's like Pissed. really good.
1: Fucking fucking Yeah, no one does it better than yeah. that field.
4: <laughs>
2: Jeez.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fuck it all them fucking great. Yeah, he's just yeah. yeah.
3: It's
2: fucking great. But uh this album isn't overall isn't total thrash. Well overall, it has a lot of like just regular metal. But when Dire Jeeves comes home, that's like home oh, they can but- still do that's like speed metal. Yeah, yeah like they'll do.
4: It's it's not just the double
2: bass. It's, yeah, it's I know, used it's got, judiciously.
4: Yeah, and and the way and the riffs are done well because they just kind of hold the guitars. Well, apparently the bass is going on fast in the background, <laughs> but the guitar
0: there, it's just kind of like
4: yeah, it's open. It's note. yeah, it's just one measure during the
0: during the, the yeah. Verse, you know yeah. what's <laughs> playing that song now? Like. I've relearned that song recently and it's almost you get a break when the verses come. Yeah, just because it's just that main riff before the verses, you know, the, da, 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 yeah. it's so fucking fast and it hurts my fucking picking arm <laughs> to play that. So when you get to the rhythm, of the the, the the verses, you're like, oh, I could just play some open notes. It's <laughs> right. yeah. like the, d- lactic, da, <laughs> the lactic
4: acid can you kind of leave your arm? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: it's quite the opposite yeah. on drums, I'll have you know. Yes. Uh, yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, and again, that, yeah, that solo was awesome in that one, too. Yeah. And even the double bass is during the solo where he's like, dun, 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 dun. oh, yeah, oh yeah, God, yeah. that's good.
0: Yeah, he does some really cool stuff in the solo. There's this weird, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's 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 a harmonic, but it's on two strings. Um, but it's really makes that solo it's fucking awesome yeah
2: god the yeah. riffs in that song jesus christ god you just get <laughs> yeah pumped and, and, up. It's, and it's non-stop yeah
0: like it starts with that dun, 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 god dun, 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 i mean that dun, dun. is like just perfect that's perfect thrash yeah. i mean it's perfect mm-hmm. that innocence part too is
2: oh, fucking heavy oh god yeah. yeah exactly they know when to yeah. do like we need a heavy part and they put a heavy part in like that's perfect yeah. it's not too long yeah. but like that yeah it's just god
4: maybe the most underrated Fucking awesome thrash song.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Just that's how yeah. you do it. That's how you do it, folks. <laughs> There's your blueprint.
1: Yeah, <laughs> kind of great way to end the mm-hmm. album. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. I mean, what you, I mean, let's face it. When, I, when you listen to that and it's, you know, uh, Eric, you mentioned how abrupt it is. Yeah. Like as soon as it ends, you are still just fucking psyched. And yeah, what else are you gonna do besides flip the goddamn tape over <laughs> and, play and start side side A? You know, <laughs> <That's> right? Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, I just want yeah. to go out and kick things. After that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the idea. I don't even know why.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think this is the first album I re- really remember just listening to nonstop. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I, I listen to puppets a lot, but, you know, as Tim mentioned earlier, really, this is the first Metallica album that we got new, new yeah. aside from Garage Days. Yeah, but, but this was like Original material, Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> And good lord, we listen to the hell out of it oh
2: all the time, over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. Have you? Did you? I'm sure you've done this, but played the uh, opening intro part to Blackened, played it backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
4: it's nice. Why don't Why don't we do that now? Is somebody, do you have a YouTube open?
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, actually, I do have YouTube. It makes It so. makes you wonder if it would have been better. Why didn't they uh, end the album like that? What makes it? <laughs> yeah that's a good question it makes you wonder um, did they intend to have that as the opening and then they somehow played it in reverse and thought that's cooler
2: probably yeah I think it was written with that intent well they didn't write it backwards
0: no no I'm saying I
2: think it was written that way and then they went hey what if it was backwards
4: I hear bass. Yeah. It might be guitar, though. Oh, man. It's like a heavy Iron Maiden thing, kind of.
2: Yeah. mm Yeah. I like it. It sounds like it should go in
4: an instrumental. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's good that way, too, though. It is, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know what I like better, I because know. you're so used to this version, yeah. but... God, this gives me chills, because it makes me think of seeing this song live yeah. and hearing yeah. this, and I go, oh, here we go! <laughs>
3: oh.
2: I, I will say I, I do i do miss and they, they do it more nowadays but i I miss that uh, harmonizing of guitars and using more
0: layers of guitars they brought that back a lot on um death, uh, death uh, magnetic hardwired yeah they got they yeah. got
2: back to that thank god but they went away from it yeah, for i love that time. yeah that was kind of their their bread and butter was like the harmonizing and the layering and yeah yeah so
0: uh the only thing i the only other thing i had on
1: here was um the video for one uh, but we already kind of talked about that yeah. so I still don't know why there's three different versions of it I mean yeah <laughs> there's I mean there's the, there's the real one version which added, like <clears throat> that they wanted that's full length yeah.
4: Yeah. and then they um, wanted I guess MTV or the record label wanted a shorter one
0: yeah they had an edited which had,
4: still had the clips in it and it was terrible Metallica yeah. was like that's terrible just yeah, show us so there's that yeah. version yeah and the one version yeah the one that MTV usually played was the one that
0: was the suckier one yes yeah where you're
4: like what the fuck are they talking about
2: this exactly yeah
0: that's another memory I have from this I mean I remember clearly the the debut of that video oh yeah and how I mean we were blown away it's like that was the most amazing thing that any band's ever done with a video they took
1: Actual movie clips yeah. and embedded them yeah. into the song, mm-hmm. into the video, and
0: that's so cool. I,
1: so cool. I will honestly say, I was a little like when I finally heard the album, I was like, well, "Where the hell's all the <laughs> the voiceover <laughs> part?" <podcast>? Hey, <laughs> like, this is Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's funny.
2: Yeah, that. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs>
4: that is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the actual yeah. version until I bought that VHS. Oh wow, really? Yeah, that was the first time huh. I saw the whole full, and it was. I was like, "Oh, oh really? that's Way better." Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it goes all the way back to. I watched around, it again uh, recently. Uh,
2: Adam Curry was the host of Headbangers Ball. Oh, a Pre Ricky Rockman. So, yeah, they showed it twice that night. They they I think they opened with it and then they closed with it. And oh found, yeah, uh, yeah. And we were just like, oh my god. It's, it's
4: weird that they waited so long, because all there were so many other thrash bands that had many years of videos.
0: Yeah, it, it is know, kind of weird. And, yeah, Megadeth and
4: uh, even Testament.
0: Yeah overkill yeah. yeah a lot of bands on that yeah yeah they just waited yeah they were, they're
1: were stubborn yeah very stubborn <laughs> yeah i thought they didn't want to end up having to do videos i think yeah they th- why well, they probably
4: that- wanted to wait for something different they, they Yeah, something that was different.
2: what it was yeah they they had already they got popular without without needing videos like well if we're going to yeah. do one let's do one that's different and
0: weird and unique yeah, yeah.
2: which it worked i mean it was good
0: yeah and they I mean they, a lot of their music videos are, are great still to this day and they, they still try to put out inventive music I think they kind of once a black album came out they <laughs> reverted back to some of just like wherever I'm in Rome is just live yeah
2: I think I kind of, of a, yeah
0: well we were talking about songs um but the only songs we didn't really talk about were
1: justice yeah
0: <laughs> we spoke about that a little yeah. bit shortest draw talked about that i guess I of the beholder is the only
4: one we didn't talk about that's the yeah.
0: default pmrc song yeah that's, that's right <laughs> <laughs> i like the p- song. oh it's great oh i love the yeah. song oh yeah, yeah. i did. i just at, for me looking at the album as a whole if i had to pick one that is my least favorite i would probably go with that one hmm.
3: yeah
2: but, it was a it was a single it was one of the singles from the album which is weird because there's
0: it was weird they never played a yeah. lot they don't they don't play live nowadays they, they did then know. but yeah he's his um
2: yeah. his voice sounded weird on the live one i heard
0: like,
2: It's well he hits those high notes on the album like you know every night it was hard to hit the high notes you know, that it says freedom yeah, during the course yeah yeah freedom with their extension yeah. Yeah. yeah so
0: you can play it you can find it on youtube but it's it's yeah it's a little lower you know
2: mm-hmm. maybe that's why they don't
0: play a lot maybe it's yeah maybe too difficult for him to say probably
2: I mean, they even they yeah. tune differently live. So his voice doesn't because a lot of the earlier stuff his voice was higher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he has to sing in a lower register these days. So they tune their guitars lower. Yeah. Oh yeah. They it's tune like, down a half yeah, step. Yeah. The yeah.
4: albums are regular, and then live is down half step. Yeah.
2: So
0: yeah, and then Load was the first one where they actually did tune to a half step when they recorded too. Yeah. So his, everything from Load to Death Magnetic is Death Magnetic. They tune back to E, but yeah. everything. I like it is when they tune
4: to down. E because it's easier to pick up and play learn <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i know it's oh man do do this yeah
0: does. so yeah this episode i think was more focused on just justice i think we do need to do another episode of more yeah like reactions yeah metallica in general yeah um yeah so the next episode i think will really will be more of a um kind of listeners reactions listeners stories what they you know yeah stuff they have in our and our our reactions to to their stories and how we can relate to those maybe and yeah. then kind of an overall discussion on Metallica and that will move into so clearly this I think is the last album of 88 we'll talk about yeah so we're done with our our retrospective look on 88
2: I mean I I would say about this record it's really it's it's hard to get across just how just how impactful this was not just not just to us but just in metal in general
3: yeah.
1: If you weren't there it's hard to really even explain it changed the landscape I really think yeah. I mean after this album it, it pretty much it it turned Metallica as much as they were very popular and and you know it, it, you could say famous this changed what they were yeah. and how how influential they were yeah. Yeah. and then I mean pretty much after this album everyone was just trying to emulate anything they were doing Yeah. yep absolutely and yeah. it was
2: Huge! It was just this, just this okay. massive. I don't know. I mean just, just for music in general, it was just. This, this is where massive.
4: they, at least in America, wouldn't you say? This is where they overtook Iron Maiden. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah this was their the first new,
2: headlining tour, and in, in, in arenas, they were like the new king of metal. Yeah, the kings Yeah, they just, yeah, yeah yep. they they stole the crown. I mean, this was their time. And, yep. Yep. and they were putting metal in America, especially really on the map. I mean, yeah. to have an album debut at whatever this would what debut at, like number four. You said six. I think, six yeah. to have a um, f- and this is a full metal album, proper metal, heavy metal record, First oh, yeah. record. To have it that high, it was like, oh my god, this is I,
1: this is they, they seriously, they legitimized the genre. I'd say, yeah, you know, they really did. It really it. it, it this point, I mean, metal was thought of, you know, the whole PRM... PMRC, 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 <laughs> PMRC. <Was it>? yes, <laughs> that whole nonsense of oh, it's evil and it's wrong and yeah. don't let your children listen to this. Then this album came out, and let's well, face it, you know, look, look, read the lyrics of Z, Eve*, yeah. or *Ride of the Beholder*—that's some fucked up shit. You yeah, afraid it's insanity? Yeah, the, you know, yeah. it's crazy shit that he's talking about. But I think everyone was like, "This is damn fucking. This good. is really good. Yeah. Well." Would you guys say, I mean, let's face it, because this was 88, you know, grunge was kind of. Starting, nobody knew anything about it yeah. until like '91 or whatever. Yeah. But uh let's let's face it. You know, you look at the content and the lyrics of this album. Yeah, it's definitely not the "I'm fucking any woman I can" no. or, or maybe the maybe garbage. No. You know, the garbage. Oh, let's do drugs like GNR and and half of motley Cruz songs. um You know, there was there was. I mean, I'm not sure you could call it intellectual content I, into what they were saying about. But it's bit. definitely it made me think, and it. I mean, smart lyrics. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's really well. Written written lyrics yeah and uh, yeah. but also you know in 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 lieu of that it was uh, you know it, w- it wasn't just mundane nonsense they were talking about and I think you know like kind of grunge kind of grabbed a little more of that artsy fartsy bullshit yeah do you think that this album may have been a change like in metal generally that eventually stepped into the grunge era yeah
2: well, a lot, I think a lot of the grunge guys were into this album, and were no, into I'd Metallica. It. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say, yeah, even yeah.
0: even Nirvana, even yeah, Kurt you know, Cobain I mean. had said that he was a fan of Metallica. Yeah, oh, yeah. so I, I think so. the
2: intellectual side, yeah, that, I think that played into into that for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I know that the guys in Alice
1: in Chains, Jerry Cantrell, was always, Jeez, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, let's face it. When it comes to the whole grunge thing, it was all metal those guys were all metal heads yeah. except for nirvana you know those guys were, were were you know punks but
2: i mean yeah but i mean uh, dave grohl is a metal guy he he was at Montreal. Yeah, he's Rock. he was he was yep. he was in scream yeah Scream is yeah, a punk he,
1: band. Yeah, but he's also, he also he also listened to Voivod, listened to Metallica, yes, yes. listened to. Oh you know, know. yeah, he was.
0: Yeah, he he's all yeah, he's place. he to. Abba and Metallica, yeah. so he's he listens everything. But, yeah, but, he was definitely. Yeah, but he is big big time influenced by by, by uh, metal metal bands of that. I mean, he wrote he Pro-Bot. an entire album, Probot, yeah, Pro-Bot which was yeah, just yeah a oh two. great album. Yeah, yeah, all those different um, like guys from Trouble and Voivod yeah. and
1: Dri, King Diamond, you know. Great I think votes. he was on there yeah. too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he was because it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he was. Did we cover
4: King Diamond yet? Uh, oh, okay. No, we haven't
0: talked about him at all. Let's
4: do that again.
1: <laughs> so, uh, what's going on with Testament?
0: <laughs> Let's just do everything all over yeah. again. Start at the right. beginning. And um, we
4: can go back and be like, "Oh, that's not what I said at all before."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> Probably. <Shit. laughs> <laughs> all right well um yeah so as i mentioned earlier we still need some more feedback from people so and, and do you want audio clips i so want whatever know, right audio. i would prefer audio clips so that they can yeah. actually so i can actually play it on the show i think that would be cool I, I, rather than just us reading them but i
2: did get uh, i got some reactions on facebook just asking people to talk about it and they, they just wrote some stuff i got about five or six that,
0: yeah we've gotten some stuff I, I would love to see some some of our other friends who are Clearly some big Metallica we fans. Have a lot. I would love to get their feedback. Yeah. They, need a, they should so, send
4: in an audio somehow. Can they do that?
0: Yeah, yeah. they can. That's what I'm yeah. saying, yeah. They can either send me a video. Just take a video with your phone and email it to me or, or send it to me on uh, on Facebook. Um, you know, facebook.com slash somewhere in time podcast. So, yeah, either, uh, you know, record. You can even just record audio on your, your phone and, and save it and, and send me that. And I can play that on the show. Or if you just want to write a message, that's fine. We can read your messages on the show.
3: You
2: can send it to any of us, really. I mean, yeah, absolutely. With, not with, me, because <laughs> I think I have friends. <laughs> I don't are, have friends on social friends. media. Well, I have friends from I've I traded a lot of Metallica shows over the years, and I, I've made friends on Facebook via that. So, if you're yeah. listening and you want to say something, I mean, uh, writing is fine. I don't care if I read it; I don't it doesn't matter. But uh,
0: we can read it. It's it just would, it's, it's. I think it would be cooler if we could play the audio. It's on It's definitely
2: show. cooler. Yeah. But if, if they yeah. feel pressured or something to record something, it's fine to write. It's, you know, yeah, absolutely if you're shy. Okay, we'll just, if you're not into
0: that, yeah, it's fine.
4: Yeah. If you don't want you 70 other to. people to hear you, yeah. that's
0: being generous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I mentioned facebook.com slash somewhere in time podcast. We're on Twitter, uh, SIT music podcast and, uh, Instagram.com slash somewhere So, you know, follow us. Um, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Pretty much any place you listen to podcasts, you can find us. So. But
2: if you don't find us, let us know. and We'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's not that
2: hard. And that's well, it. How would so. they hear
4: us now if they didn't? If they weren't able to find us? I know. I know. This is confusing. It's very meta. Maybe they're in someone's car. Oh. Okay. Maybe there's that. Meta. Yeah, if right, that's but. the case, just ask the person that's in the car with you. Yeah. well no, Or ask us. <laughs> I, I don't want to be a dick. Just let me do my shameless <laughs> I'm promotion <sorry>. promotions, <laughs> man. fucking
3: over
4: <laughs> It's
0: like there, when people I'm ask, "What to question him. it. <laughs> it's
2: funny. like how every YouTube video ends with, "Please like and subscribe."
0: Yeah,
2: yeah.
4: yeah. I, I don't give like a fuck if you like or subscribe. How about we end it like that?
0: Oh, you know, I did actually just start some YouTube stuff. So, oh, please like I, that. So we have a so YouTube please channel. please like
2: and subscribe. That's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> guys,
1: hey guys, 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 guys yeah. like please, and please and like and subscribe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think we need an abrupt end to this because that's how it how they all Somebody's mess. Gonna <laughs> have- <laughs>